And this is the one that we serve. This is the one who loves us. He did all of this and yet he never leaves even one of us behind. What an amazing God. That's what Solomon was talking about when he says when we fear him, when we understand that, then everything begins to come into its proper perspective. And look what he, he goes on to say. He says that when we trust him and when we believe him, we will fear him and we will walk in his ways. You know, some people try to say, well, you know, Christianity, just a bunch of rules and regulations. That's, not, that's so not true. It's a loving father saying, here is life. Walk in it. I give you life, my children, my little sons and daughters. Walk in my ways. That's where life is found. The world tries to tell us that life is in all these other places. Jeremiah the prophet in the Old Testament, he says, God speaking, he's, he's, he's hearing God speaking, he speaks it out to the people. He says, God says, you've left me, the fountain of living water, and you've hewn out cisterns for yourself, broken cisterns that hold no water. It's just mud in the bottom of it. There's nothing there. You found it to be empty. We go through life and it's empty. If we're outside of God's life, outside of God's ways. It doesn't matter how far you go, how high you make it in this world, it's gonna be found to be vain. Solomon was one that always said vanity, vanity. All is vanity under the sun. If we don't get caught up in understanding who God is, is he's over all of it. He's over the sun. He's over all of us. And, and, and so it's so important that we walk in his ways. His ways are life. I think that sometimes this fear of God causes us if we don't have it in the proper perspective and in, in, at the right level, uh, we, we don't know how to love God like we should. I, I remember when I worked at, um, I was going to seminary in Fort Worth. I was, had a degree in psychology from the university at the time and I was getting my master's at seminary and uh, Laura and I were there together. We had our first child, David, and I wanted her to stay home with David so I got a job. I was working 40 hours a week, going to school 16 hours and I was working at Psychiatric Institute of Fort Worth, and I'm surprised they let me out. When I would go there, that they would let me go home. But um, I was a psych tech, and I was working with troubled teens. And I'll just be honest with you, teenagers. I mean, it just they seemed like all the rest of us. You know what I mean? It was just like we were all in there. Uh, to, I was thinking, if these guys are in here, I should be in here, you know? So, but... I, there was a guy named Billy that worked there that was a good friend of mine going to seminary too. And Billy, he loved those kids so much they could see it. But he was, he was really strong with them. He was kind of tough on them. He really held the boundaries. They would get in trouble with Billy a lot. But he would also sit down with them and talk with them by the hour about their lives and about the future and all of that. Well, Billy was kind of being the, the, the bad cop, I thought, you know. So I thought, well, I'll be the good cop. So I just played foosball with them all day, which was pretty great, you know. I'd get out of seminary and go play foosball. I became like a professional foosball player. What was, what was great, I'd play like eight hours a day. And, um, you know, what was great was when the new kids would come in, they would think they're pretty good at foosball, but they were nothing compared to me after all those 
months and months and months, you know, of professional foosball playing. So I would just kind of, I kind of befriended them. I was kind of their buddy. And, you know, I knew they really liked me. And, and you know, they, they would sometimes come and, and share their, their, stuff, their issues and stuff with me. But, you know, every time when they left, when it was time for them to go and they were getting discharged, you know who they went to and hugged? Billy. It was always Billy. And I always be going like, well, I thought I was a pretty good buddy to you. And they were like, yeah, you were. Billy, he loved me. He really cared about me. And Billy was, I was like, man, he, he puts you in like time out like 75 times, dude, you know. And, and, and but they knew, they could feel it. They had this kind of an awe, a fear of Billy in a sense, but also this love of Billy. And they could see how much he cared about. I think that's kind of like what it feels like with God if we really get it. You see, he loves us. And he cares about us. And he wants us so to walk in his ways. But when the children of Israel, the Israelites would forget about him and begin to do what was right in their own eyes, he would always discipline. And that would always come. You read through the book of Judges and you'd see it over and over and over. My prayer for America is that we redevelop this healthy fear again before the discipline comes. But God knows what he's doing. And he's in charge, and he always does what's right. It's interesting to me that this is kind of a subset. God blesses those who fear him and walk in his ways. He doesn't bless everybody, only those who fear him and walk in his ways. But within that little subset, he blesses everyone, all who fear him and walk in his ways. If you're not sensing God's blessing upon you right now, you might want to check that. You might want to see where you are with that. He goes on and, and he begins to talk to us guys a lot here, but it's for all of us still. He says, verse 2, when you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you will be happy and it will be well with you. What he's saying is what you're going to do, it's going to last. What you're going to make, it's going to endure what you're going to create, it, it, you're going to enjoy the fruit of your hands. It's going to come back to you. It's going to be something that, it, that's not empty or vain. As we build our families, as we do work for God in his kingdom, it's going to last. This church, we were talking about it. The church is not this building. The church is you. And the church is moving through generation after generation, always being renewed, just like by our middle schoolers. Right now, in 2050, some of the experts are telling us that this right here, just about where I'm sitting, will be the geographic center of Houston. 2050. Now, I might not be around in 2050, but I can tell you this church is going to be here and it's going to be vibrant and strong. And you've been a part of impacting the world. And it's just beginning. I believe we're going to see God move this next school year through our middle schools and our high schools in ways like we've never seen. I believe that with all my heart. You can feel when a wave is coming. And I believe he's going to use you, middle schoolers. He's going to use you, high schoolers, for that. He goes on. He says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Have you ever? It, it's like this healthiness, this radiance. I don't know if you've ever seen a woman whose husband really just loves her like that she just like is rated she just glows 
And it's just amazing to see. We have a friend, Melissa, her, her husband passed away recently and she just said, nobody has ever loved me like this guy. And we watched him and it was like she just glowed with him, you know? And when she talks about him still, you still see that. And, and I think that's what, what, what God is talking about. He's saying marriage is going to be a blessing. See, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, Solomon, he says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Some of you today are debating that a little bit, all right? But if you understand what God has for us and how the, the principles even that he has for our marriage, you, you'll sense, you'll get it. He goes on and says, your children are like olive plants around your table. I, I had to work on that a little bit because, you know, I'm like, okay, olive plants around the table. And it's kind of poetic language, but if you've ever seen olive trees, there are olive trees in Israel that are, they were there in the time of Christ. It might have been one of the ones in, in the garden where he knelt under one of those same olive trees. They're thousands of years old. And they last a really long time. But how they make new olive trees, the, the roots go out along the ground and out, off of the roots, other trees spring up. You know, when I grew up in Arkansas and there was like uh, trees springing up out of the roots we call those things suckers you've seen you know suckers and I think that's pretty much what Solomon's saying he said you you have this home and God's all over it and then all these little suckers just start springing up all over the place right and, and, and it's just like wow where did all these come from that's what God he, he's doing this amazing thing and he's saying the future is bright because you're walking in my ways and you're seeing me work and you're watching me in action one of the things that we prayed, Laura and I, when we started Community of Faith in 2003, we said, God, there's a psalm that says, God, would you just bless the work of our hands and let our children see your glory? And I prayed that for my children and for your children and for just generation after generation. It's so important. That's, that, that's what we were sensing, just a tiny bit of that as Danny was singing. I hope you felt just a little bit that those prayers that I prayed for you and that many have prayed for you that just kind of broke through his glory once you get his glory and you understand that he's searching for you he leaves no one behind his heart for you little son little daughter is so good and he loves you so much it's not by accident even that you're here this morning he's been pulling and tugging to get you here. No, my wife dragged me here. No. God used your wife to drag you here, okay? But you're here. And that's the key. One of the things that we have to remember, it says, fathers, bring your children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord and in the nurture of the Lord. There's this healthy understanding of the awe and the reverence, and then there's the nurture. Josh McDowell says, that rules without relationship always equal rebellion. I was reading a study, it's been around for a while, but it said that the, the average father spends seven and a half minutes a week with his teenager. Now the school's got them hours and hours, five days a week, right? The world's got them six and a half days a week if you don't count what is inside of here, right? When they come here for the half day. So 
we've got to do something different. I, I read about a, a young guy, he was really struggling, and his dad was a real important uh, kind of a, a vice president at his company, and he just took a week and a half off, and he took that kid, and he took him to Europe, and they just spent time together, touring Europe, being together, talking deep into the night, and that guy, the, the boy who's now an adult, he said, that 10 days changed my life. It reset my whole trajectory because I realized I was more important to my dad than even his job title, than anything else. It's so important that we realize that. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. He's just saying it again. And then he goes into a prayer because it's not enough just to know that the blessing is there. He says, pray it down. Come, kingdom of God, upon us. Be done, will of God, in us. So he says this. The Lord bless you. It's a prayer from Zion. Zion is the place where God dwells. And what he's talking about there, he's saying, as you meet with God day by day, as you see God moment by moment, there's going to be a blessing. As you experience God in your daily walk, the Lord bless you from Zion and may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. All the days of your life really goes with both of those. May God bless you, Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And we're to pray for Israel and Jerusalem. The Bible indicates that. But I think there's a, a wider principle here. He's saying it's beyond even just us as individuals. It's us together as a group. How do we do this walk? How do we worship God? How do we stay encouraged? The New Testament says encourage one another as you meet together week by week. That's where we get the whole idea of having worship on the weekend. You meet together week by week and you encourage one another. And it's so important that we do that. I was telling folks last week that one of the things that I, I, I pray for the rest of this year and, and on into 2019 and 2020 is that we would transform as a church. The church isn't these buildings. The church is you. And I have so many of us, there are literally thousands of us around the Cypress area that say, I attend community of faith and I love that but I'm praying that this will be the time when we do more than that in fact there in your little worship folder you see just that tiny little piece of paper I put in there I just said hey stuff that in there because I want people to say something different last week a thousand families turned this in and they actually just wrote the whole family's name on here you can do it individually or as a family but it's more than saying I attend community of faith it's saying I'm moving it up to a whole nother level. I'm not just going to come here and sit and not know anybody anymore and just kind of ease in and ease out, try to hurry out before the end of the service, try to get away to the restaurant or whatever so I don't, and not ever talk to anybody. I want to be community of faith. It's one thing to say I attend community of faith. It's a whole nother thing to say I am community of faith. And that's when life gets really exciting. That's when life gets really real. So we're going to pass our offering buckets in a minute. And I want you to fill that out. Put it in there. Say, I am community of faith. It'll be in there next week too if you need to think about it. I am community of faith. I don't just attend. I don't just kind of be one of those guys that just comes around. I am community of faith. The Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. And may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem 
all the days of your life. Indeed, may you see your children's children. It wasn't often in these days. They didn't live long enough to see their children's children. It usually, most of us get to do that. But what a blessing that is. Someone told me, when you have grandkids, it's going to change your life. And I thought, nah, I doubt it. Was I ever wrong? When Zoe came along, oh my goodness, everything's changed. And I love her. I pray over her. And little Owen, as she calls him, B. Owen, for baby Owen. You know, she's, she's two and he's just six months. But, and I'm praying for his survival with her, you know, even. But <laughs> as she loves on him really strongly. And, uh, you know, but it's just, it's just the coolest thing to see her. She always wants to go to Kirch. I want to go to Kirch. Yeah. And, and, and see all my big friends. Okay. You're her big friends. All right. All of you. You might not have met her yet, but if you see her in the lobby, you'll be her big friend. Okay. And uh, so the thing is, she loves God already. And I love that. It's talking about the generations to come. Not only does this spread out, but it goes down generations. It goes down deep. Guys, can I tell you what? A, a guy who fears God. And who walks in his ways, he will have impact upon his children and his children's children and his children's children's children. And just keep on going down the line. My father-in-law who's watching right now, he's had impact all the way down to his great-grandchildren. And we're seeing it continue down the line. That's what it means as a godly man, as a man who fears God and walks in his ways. It just travels on and on and on well we've seen what God wants to do I've seen a vision of it and it's going to be something so powerful and so amazing as we move forward I want you to be in to be a part of it